0: Hello and welcome back to the I'm Glad You're Here podcast. I'm your host, Greg Sharp. It is my pleasure to be here with you today. And today's episode is Mike Jeter. You're really going to love this conversation I had with Mike. He's just a super interesting guy, has a a really unique perspective on life, and uh, I think you're really going to enjoy the conversation that we have. Mike, of course, is the co-producer of the Traverse City Comedy Fest, and I had the opportunity to sit down with Mike while I was up there for the festival a couple of weeks ago and It was just a, a whole lot of fun. Special thanks go out to the Traverse City Comedy Fest, Mike and Ann Duke, of course, and the wonderful staff of volunteers that they had to put that festival on. Uh, this is, I think, the third of six uh, episodes from Traverse City that you're going to get the, to watch, and um, you're, you're just going to hear me gush over how much I uh, appreciated everything that they did to make that just a, a really great opportunity and experience as a comedian, so thanks to them. Also, special thanks to the Hotel Indigo Traverse City for letting me set up shop in their lobby for most of that weekend, and uh, I didn't even ask permission, and they didn't kick me out, so special thanks to them. Uh, Last night, I had the opportunity to do the Eyes Up Here comedy tour. That, of course, is a Sam Rose Entertainment production. Uh, you're just going to hear me talk about Mike Jeter this whole episode, apparently. Uh, I love doing those shows. Uh, I got to MC that show with Ann Duke, T-Barb, Kara Karachi, and Johanna Madranda. And every opportunity that I get to host an Eyes Up Here show is just so much fun. Uh, I think a lot of people go to those shows thinking it's going to be a, a ladies' night show, and then when I come out on stage... Maybe they're a little bit confused as to why I'm there, but hey, it takes the pressure off, and, <laughs> and nobody's there to see me, and that's fine with me. I just get to get out of the way and, and let the talented women take over, uh, but it's always so much fun to do those shows. That one was up at One Night Dance Comedy Club in Waterford. If you ever have the opportunity to see an Eyes Up Here show, definitely check those out. I'm sure we will be coming to your neighborhood soon, uh, but for now, let's get on with the episode. So without further ado, here's Mike Jeter. The man of the moment, who uh, we are here at the Traverse City Comedy Fest, of course, with Mike Jeter. It's so good to see you, my friend. Likewise, man. Thanks well, for having me. Of course. Uh, the uh, The name of the podcast is "I'm glad you're here." Uh, I don't have a format. Are you really? I'm so glad. I'm always glad you're here. No, Every time I see you, no. I just look at you and I'm like, "Man, I'm so glad Mike Jeter Stop. is here." Uh, <laughs> and there is no format. We can uh, talk right, about whatever. Cool. I, I don't. I don't come prepared with anything. That's I, if I can. If I can avoid preparing, that's that's my kind of thing. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: okay, then I'll ask you a question. Like, what made you want to do this podcast? Uh,
0: well, I, uh, I I needed to give myself a way to have conversations with people that I wouldn't necessarily have a conversation with. Because, man, I just I find that most of my writing comes out of good conversations. Most of my good ideas come out of spending time with people and hearing okay. things that other people have to say. Oh, so okay. so like this is my opportunity to talk to somebody like you that. We've never sat down and had a conversation.
1: No, had no reason to. (laughs) uh, Move away from me. I have have a drink named after me. (laughs) You do have a a drink named after you.
0: What is in the drink named after you here at the hotel bar? It's
1: called the Funky Cold Mike Jeter. (laughs) It's a play. It used to be called the Jeter Mule uh, when I first started making them, and then I'm like, you know what? I like to plug my name into uh, uh, songs. Uh, because Mike fits well in Jeter, you know. Uh so there's um Chardonnay's uh smooth Michael Jeter, uh, uh Tone Lokes, Funky Cold Mike Jeter. Uh there's a war tour with uh by Tribe Call Quest. Uh we're on a war tour with Mike Jeter, my man, going each and every place with the mic in our hand um let's see so i just like to do that it annoys my kids but
0: well this tickles me even more because i just assumed and this is my assumption i just assumed that we came in here that we had the the list of the drinks in the in the elevator there's like there was one named after mike there's one named after ann i just figured oh they took it upon themselves to make you feel special no you came here prepared
1: well and that was the thing the first they they told me to like as soon as i came here they're like um hey we we're gonna name drinks after ann and you yeah and And it's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. You were ready. I was like, "Uh, excuse me, (laughs) ma'am. Here's my drink. And I wrote it down. And they're like, get out. I said, I've been drinking this thing for five years. And when I tell people about it, first thing they say is, this sounds good. The second thing they say is, Luxardo's. Luxardo cherries, third thing they say is, oh, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> it's you. You're a little fancy, a little gin. Well, when I was when
0: I w- in my drinking days, anytime that you could have like a, a fun-looking glass that you could walk, you right. know, like, like make the drink the accessory to the outfit. Right. Anything in a mule is always, there's a, that's a conversation piece.
1: 100%. Which
0: is, you're a conversation piece. <laughs> well,
1: thank you. Because here's the thing I discovered about mules. I, I'm a rum guy. Yeah. Right? And I don't drink a lot. But I do love rum. And um, when I first started uh, drinking mules, um, i do the Moscow, like everyone else. And then I discovered that any alcohol basically can be in a mule. So the Moscow mule, obviously, is vodka. Um, I've had Mexican mules that have had tequila and uh, peppers, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it burns. Um, <laughs> I've had it with gin. I've had it with, uh, with rum. So I'm like, okay, let's go with Hendrix because that seems to be the fancy pants. Yeah. And then after that, my whole world opened up. Sure. Yeah. So it's Hendrix, some very spicy ginger beer. Uh, Hendrix makes uh, several versions of gin. Uh, the latest new one, seasonal one, is called uh, Flora Adora and it smells like flowers and tastes like flowers. And in my Funky Cold Mike Jeter, it is uh, the quintessential.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, I saw a whole bunch of people out at the bar last night. They all had one, so. <laughs> well, they, <laughs> they, ran out, they, they went can't...
1: out and bought Luxardo cherries for yeah, it. And yeah, yeah. And I was told today, they ran out.
0: That's awesome. I like, yeah, because yeah, it's a popular no, it's, drink. G- it's gonna be, like, that's gonna be they're it's, gonna have to maybe make a couple like of Jeter trips. I know,
1: I... Yes. And the girls will come real quick. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just a little little Mike Cheater.
0: <laughs> that wasn't even very subtle. <laughs> so no, it was, but I, it was well done. I'm just saying. Total war in the world. I'm just saying. I'm just repeating his words. I do want to talk uh, about the festival here. Yeah, uh, but part of uh, why I'm why I'm doing this is I like hearing about how people got where they are. Mm-hmm. Uh like people's stories are always amazing for me like because yeah. we all have our own story and I think that's why we're here we're supposed to be sharing them right um Sam Rose Entertainment that didn't come from nothing you got to uh I I got to witness this uh pretty close you know being uh doing the shows for you and stuff but you're very you, you've been talking about it a lot on your social media of course I know there's a story as how you got to to the point where you're like you know what this is just how I have to do it this is this is why I'm doing it and and this is what I'm doing Yeah. So I want to I want to hear a little bit about what that is.
1: Well, um, I started a company in January of 2020, and um, actually just as a uh, tax write off. And uh, (laughs) I'm like, you know, I have an office at home. I do stuff at home, and um, and I named it after my dad and my mom, Sam and Rose. And uh, for some reason, instead of having them separated, I decided to mush them together. You know, and uh, it worked. And then Fast forward to January of 2023, January 27th, actually, 2023. Um, I had been doing shows here and there in that, you know, in the interim from the time I started until then, but, um, and did the first festival, you know, uh, really dug in there. But, um, once I left my engineering gig, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm going all the way in. Right. And from there started booking more venues and and producing more shows and, and, uh, during another festival, um, it it became quite apparent that this is my calling. It just felt.
0: Well, and that that was kind of my observation. It didn't feel like something that you were just doing, like, on a whim. It didn't feel like something you were just like, no, I I just need to devote more energy to my comedy. It felt like something bigger, like there was something pulling you here all the way from the beginning. Do you feel like that? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know if you read the book, uh, The Alchemist. I haven't. Okay, um, when I first started a comedy, um, a comedy friend, well, back then he's a friend, now he's a pure enemy. Um, no, uh, Sidney Smith, um, he lived here in, in the Detroit area. He told me, he's like, hey man, you know, you read this, it'll help you in your comedy journey.
0: And I'm like, eh, I'm not, it's a book. And yeah, I don't like reading, yeah. I've read enough books. Like, and is it, a, if it's not about comedy, how can it help me and in comedy? Absolutely,
1: yeah. Absolutely, and it's a very short read. Sure. And the whole idea of the book is that once you find your uh, personal legend, is a phrase that they use, um, the universe will move everything else uh, out of the way, yeah. and you'll get it just abundantly because you're doing what you were born and made to right. do, created to do. And um, in the book, uh, the young kid wanted to be an alchemist. He wanted to be able to. He wanted to learn how to take metal and turn it into gold. Mm-hmm. And but along the way, he just kept getting sidetracked and getting further and further away from his goal and it wasn't until he got back on track that the universe moved all the crap out of the way and all the blessings started coming and um when I first got into comedy I had told my uh now ex-wife um this was in 2012 so in 2013 I'm like hey just let me do as many shows as I can right. touch the mic as much as I can and if uh things work out cool If they don't, I'll just do a mic here and there, a show here and there. And I ended up going on stage 140 times that year. I was going up two and three times a night and um, just writing, writing, and performing. And I went from uh, just graduating the class at Ridley's to featuring and headlining. Like I I actually worked at Ridley's like six months after I graduated the class. uh uh-huh because I was going over to Canada and performing in front of 200 people every weekend, unpaid. Um, I was doing open mics, I had my own shows and so on. So um, uh, once I started doing that, more opportunities came, I did the Kevin Hart thing, Um, uh, I did another TV, uh, had another TV opportunity on that show, uh, Laughs on Fox. Um, that was all within the first year and a half, two See, years. See, and account. that's
0: that's crazy. And, and uh, just to give a, a timeline, this is before or after you read the book. Uh, this was after I read the. Book. After you read the book, after
1: and yeah. and I read it every year at yeah. the beginning of the year or at the end of the year, because again, it's a quick read. I think it's like less than two hundred pages, right? Um, so every year I read it to motivate me and inspire me, yeah. and then to keep my head focused on uh, what my personal legend is, and. It's uh helping and entertaining.
0: And that's that's really I think a lot what a lot of people are searching for in whatever their path is. And you see a lot of it here in comedy where people are like, I don't I don't know how I ended up here, but I ended up here and I just started doing comedy, it just feels right. And I see in them it's like, Okay, well something led you to do that. There was something that was You know, there was something that happened to you along the way that made you, first of all, have a humorous outlook on life. Mm -hmm. All of these little things that sort of of shaped who we are. And then to sort of feel like we ended up here by accident is, I think, missing the bigger picture. Nothing is an accident. Nothing is an accident. Nothing. And I can look back at times in my life where before I was even doing comedy, where the various jobs or things that I've done along the way, I felt like those were sort of like dead ends or I didn't really feel like I needed to be there or, or it didn't feel like it was my purpose. And now that I'm here doing comedy, I can look back at those things when I was doing uh graphic design or video editing or audio editing, or I, I have a, a degree in communications that I never really right. used for most of my life. And now here we are sitting using microphones, talking into a camera yeah. and later on I'm going to edit it into a, a, a nice piece. And it's like, it's starting to feel like a lot of the things that felt like dead ends along the way have only been it, leading me to this very moment. Right. So, right.
1: One hundred percent man 100%. so
0: whether we even know what we're doing or not, I think there is val- there's a lot of validity in knowing that once you step into that river, amazing things are gonna happen one hundred but we're in the river, whether we know it or not we're just, we just we, don't we, know where we just point. don't know where we're going, right. and sometimes we're swimming against the stream and sort of just right. letting it take us, so it's really it's always fun to me to listen to people's stories and sort of see how all of those things play together
1: no and and that's and that's cool that you said that you know, with your past work experiences, because I've been, a, I, mean, I was an engineer for 33, 34 years. And when I first started, uh, you know, first started my comedy career, when I would write jokes, I would tell people I engineer jokes. I take a topic and I kind of soul train, scramble board yeah. words because my, my thinking is, I don't want, if something comes to my mind easily, Chances are, there are probably a billion other people that it came that easily. So I would take it, use a word, get the opposite word, and then just write down just a string of words yeah. that match it, and then I would piece yeah. together jokes. And um, and and the the thing that made it uh cool was that um, a lot of these jokes were things that actually happened in my life, and I'm just yeah, I'm just making it funnier, embellishing a little bit stretching it out and all but it wasn't difficult for me to remember it because it happened
0: i i love the way you sort of uh describe that using almost engineering terms sort of 100%. like yeah, yeah. You know, yeah like stringing it out and because i think a lot of us might think that way but we don't know why we're thinking it that way right um right. or we have a different way of thinking about jokes because of another life path that led us to where we are right. and this is why i write this way maybe right. you're just stream of consciousness and you've just always sort of been that person Whereas, like, I I love sort of like taking apart, taking a joke apart, splitting up into its individual like words and sentences, Mm -hmm. and sort of figuring out what part of this can I change, what what would make this funnier, and to hear you as like an engineering mind sort of use those same techniques, man, that really tickles me.
1: Everything is formulaic. Yeah, as engineers, that's how we think. It's like, okay, I. I want to understand how this works, and there has to be some procedure to it, right? In some way, shape, or form. And once we figure out the procedure, we can we can repeat it, and it gets to the point to where once you you've repeated it so many times, um, now I can do it without writing it down. I can do it in my head. Um, That's how math is, (laughs) you know. It's like oh, there's, there's a process procedure you know, your you know, addition and all of that or multiplication. Once I've learned it, I figure out the pattern. Once I've understood the pattern, now I can just repeat it yeah. you know, ad nauseum without jotting it down. So that's how I write jokes. I don't write write per se anymore. Um I'll jot down a word uh-huh. or a phrase and that would be the um that would be the topic of the joke. Um but then I get on stage and it's just <laughs> I see the word; and it just downloads. Yeah, and now I'm do 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 do, and then I work it out yeah. on stage. And next thing you know,
0: we we are guilty. we are we do get to like play with the language in a way that a lot of people I think mm-hmm. are almost afraid to, or their just daily lives doesn't allow them to right. to think of things differently. Mm-hmm. Man, we are so blessed as comedians to be able to take things apart and think about things differently.
1: What's the confidence? Yeah, you know, a lot of people have problems with uh, the English language. And a lot of times it's because the people that they're speaking to aren't speaking on their level, so they can't stretch their legs or use big yeah, words or whatever. Yeah. And so they, I don't want to say dumb down, but they just kind of speak in a very mid level or, or, you know, they, well, yeah, it's like the, it like the New York discussion. times, the
0: New York times has to be able to be read by people of all kinds of, yeah. True. So. Yeah, I, th- I think we, we face that as comedians almost all the time where mm-hmm. we walk into a room and it's like, well, they're not going to get me <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> right. or they didn't. They were, we weren't on the same level. We just weren't matching up. And I think part of that is um, I mean, we can call them civilians. The civilians the think, about things, <laughs> <laughs> think about things differently. Yeah. And that's part of our challenge as comedians to sort of it, it doesn't have to necessarily be called dumbing it down, but we do have to make things accessible let's say that let's yeah. say
1: accessible because i i think in in terms of like a dave chappelle um he can talk about something extremely intricate and and speak on turn in terms that are a little bit a higher level than a sixth grade or eighth yeah. grade mm-hmm. reading level uh dennis miller he would that's use a, references a, yeah. and stuff i'm like okay i, I I quit watching him because it's like I'm tired of Googling.
0: <laughs> and you got almost got to pause every right. five it's seconds. Like, okay, I don't know, understand what that then. reference was. I just I now. got like maybe partway yeah. through Homer. Yeah. I don't know. Crinicus. <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: you don't know? What are talking I think, about? I, mean. I think I need
0: to read the, reread right. the Odyssey, yeah, or at least wanna, make it past I don't page do twelve. going you
1: know, to a comedy event. <laughs> but then you have people like you know who knows yeah Uh, yeah you know yeah someone who's very
0: you know but people who have also figured it out like they found their audiences that way right and you know it doesn't have to take take away anything from anybody we're all just trying to find our audiences right um and for some of us it's like man we just need to be able to find our authentic self so that our audience finds us
1: once once that's a very good point you find your authentic self the audience finds you you're you're able to be more calmer and cooler and speak As they say, speaking your own voice. Yeah. And and that's important. Um, I I like to think that everyone is funny. Whether you think that they're funny, they're funny to you or not. I I often say if I don't find them funny, that I don't, um, they just don't connect with me. Or I don't connect with what they're saying. But also... um, you have comedians that are using puppets and all of this. <laughs> yes. shit, and you just go,
0: mm, All right, that's not that's not for me. But, <laughs> but,
1: but it doesn't so, have to be. Right. They might have they may not have as many followers or many supporters of their comedy, but someone somewhere likes it. Right. So I, I've learned in fourteen years to quit saying that a person isn't funny. That's just yeah. it's just weird. Yeah. No, I, I just don't I, connect
0: I, with them. I connect I I I think about this often because uh, a lot of people, like I'm sure you've had it too, where people will say, oh, somebody told me that I'm the funniest person in the audience. I should try, or funniest person at the office and I should try comedy. Right. And often as comedians, our first instinct is to say, oh, you can't do what I do. It's like, no, I want to, I want to step back from that because I think everybody is funny and maybe it's in their own way. But I think we also have to be funny around our friend group. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to communicate with each other so that right. if so-and-so is having a bad day, you know how to communicate with them in a way that, uh, sort of meets them where they're at but also right. sort of maybe you're trying to bring a little bit of levity to the situation so we all have to be funny in our own way we all have to be comedians in our own little friend groups and it doesn't necessarily mean that all of us should be up on stage and I no. <laughs> uh, I, I hope that people aren't going to take that away from this but the language the language of here. comedy and humor is so important to who we are as humans and I think it's really recent also uh, that you know comedy hasn't been stand-up comedy itself as an art form hasn't been around for very long. No, uh, it's very new and it's still growing um, But humor has always been a part of who we are trying to communicate to each other
1: And that's why I like to tell people that you know when they say oh well my friends and my family or coworkers say that I'm funny So you're not funny. You're humorous You're humorous yeah. because to them you can make them laugh. You're only funny if you can take that same material and tell it in front of a group of strangers yeah. and then they laugh and then repeat it. And once it becomes again formulaic, once it becomes repeatable and you're able to get those results all the way around, then you can say you're funny. Right. Um, because yeah, I, I think most people most people are humorous or yeah. have a sense of humor. Yeah. Although I met one woman <laughs> in Ohio working with Dave Landau, uh, who sat in the front row of the of the venue and told us she just wasn't laughing at anything, yeah. and uh, Dave asked her, "You know, he's like, what's what's the problem? With Why aren't you laughing?" <laughs> and she goes, "I don't like comedy." And I was like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> "What?" So it's you, a, he's like, wait, "Wait, wait, you don't like the laugh?" That's a weird chair to find yourself sitting in. You know that about yourself? Yeah, that's exactly right. Any brands of it's music like, there. I don't like. Yeah, I've, I've heard. You know, I don't. I'm not really into music. Are Are you sure? I don't know. I Yeah, it's like. Mm, an ABC song, <laughs> birthday song, anything.
1: It's 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 a it's a thing where it's um you know obviously it's an art form and anyone that says it's not an art form is silly. Yeah. It's an art form. It's no different I, than I totally being agree. A, you know an opera singer or totally agree. you know uh any kind of orator cuz that's what it is. Um but to say that you don't like the laugh
0: like, well, okay, Dan. I, I think about this a lot because here, I'll give last night as an example. I'm sitting in the balcony of the Joe List show last night at the Traverse City Comedy Fest. Yes. Um, and I mentioned this in my conversation with Lou earlier. Um, it was kind of a, a rough crowd for him, but I also feel like he brought that upon himself by sort of doing some weird things at the beginning of the set, right. which I enjoyed watching him sort of uh, play, play around with the audience and then sort of dig himself out of that hole. So enjoyable for me, but there was also a couple of audience members who I was observing all night. And one of the, there was a couple who was sitting directly in front of, uh, in the row in front of me. And there was a lot of jokes where instead of laughing, they would go like, Oh, or like a groan right. or, or like, uh, like, like they made the choice to make that noise right. instead of some guttural, some, <laughs> like, like they felt like, Oh, that's a groaner. So I'm going to groan right. or it's like, no, they made that choice. Because a laugh comes from inside. A laugh is not a choice that you make. If somebody's going to make you laugh, that's going to come from inside. And there's probably nothing you can do to stop it unless you make another noise. And to me, I observe that kind of behavior at a show as being like, okay, well, they're trying to hide something from themselves. They don't want to admit to themselves that they thought that was funny. So they're going to groan about it instead. So I think about all of the psychological stuff that goes along with, with humor and comedy And when I think about somebody who sits in the front row of a comedy show and says, I don't like to laugh or I don't like comedy, man, (laughs) they need to know something about themselves that they haven't discovered yet. Right. Because, man, comedy is here for our souls.
1: (laughs) It was just a weird. I I always think, think about that that night because it was weird because the man that was with, I believe her husband, was losing his crap. Yeah. And she just would not laugh. Yeah. And, um. And, and you're right you know you, you mentioned that it's a, a psychological thing it's 100% psychological and and there is there's a science to being a comedian um i i don't like to watch too many uh uh you know comedy specials cuz i don't want to be influenced by I'm it. the same way yeah, yeah i've wanna, heard, i've heard, heard too voice.
0: many people sort of steal my premises and feel right. like
1: i can't talk about that anymore right 100% yeah. so but i do watch how comedians perform and interact with the audience and the one thing that i've learned from like a Chappelle, i don't necessarily watch him to listen to the jokes anymore i watch how he performs and how he his intonation how he'll blurt out and put emphasis on a certain word and almost like sings it you know like broke his ankles you know things like that but I also, when he tells a story that he wants to draw emotion and a room gets deathly quiet. Yeah. I see how he's doing it. And it's, you could just see him setting people up just to say something silly. And then it's a, well, that buildup of emotion, you, you're feeling that. You're yeah. connecting with that. And people get to the point to where it's, they're leaning into what he's saying. And then when he... Tells the punchline. It's this release, the psychological it's release. Almost, yeah. it's almost um, to me. It, it's almost sexual. Absolutely, it's almost a yes. sexual thing. So it's a little I, tantric. I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I've I've adopted that in in a couple of my jokes. And one of my my favorite closers is a joke about my son and him coming out to me, and I'm pulling. I could feel it. Yeah. I can feel it. I'm pulling emotion from the crowd and it's all up on stage with me. Like I'm just like a basket full of just collecting emotions and everyone gets quiet and everyone's just leaning into what I'm saying. And then I hit them with the punchline, and this whoosh of release, right, and I'm right. like, "Oh, that was the best." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because it, and it didn't. The setup for that joke doesn't start at the beginning of no. that bit. It no. started 30 minutes earlier. Right. It started right when you walked on know. stage because they got to know you first. Right. You got to develop this relationship with them. Man, it's just like foreplay. You're one hundred percent. It's the same thing. It, it starts as soon thing. as you walk through the door. It's, it's the same yeah. thing,
1: and I tell this to people who aren't comics, and they go. Yeah, that's that's weird. That's a, but you you sat in the crowd and you you felt that. Yeah, they're like, oh, i have, I've had people come up to me crying after shows. Um, you know, is it true about your son? Yeah, it's true. Our son went through this. He said, "Oh, just to hear you talk about it, I could tell how much you love yeah, your son." Yeah. And it was so you—you you had me
0: emotionally. You had my emotions. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, no, that's I, a, I it's, don't it's, tell it's them. Really I know, but yeah, no, it's <laughs> I know because but you do. I was like, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. It, it is a beautiful thing. And I, I will, I'll take this, uh, like, because I mentioned in my set. Uh, I give out these bracelets. They get. They say, I'm glad you're here because yes. I deal with depression. I, have a I like a couple of those. Yeah, yeah. and I'm going to give you another one. because I, I like giving people multiples. Give them away. Make sure somebody knows yes, that they're sir. glad. Um, but I haven't really taken the time or the effort to really craft that into a true comedy bit. It's just mm-hmm. something that I do in the middle of my set. I take about 30 seconds out. Um, but I do want to be able to do that. I want to have that emotional connection and make it into something bigger. I haven't really stepped off that ledge yet because it, right. it, it's... It's, it's something I'm working through. I'm, I'm five years in as a comedian. I'm just now starting to feel right. like I can uh, get a little bit more personal with, with the audience. Uh, right now, I just try to be silly. Right. Um, but it's something I'm working towards. And I admire you for doing it. So. No,
1: man. it takes Listen, man. It takes time. And I had to clear that joke with my son. Oh, of course. Um, because I'm like, I don't want to tell your story. Yeah. Um, but I want to tell a story from my vantage point, how I experienced it. And when I did it, and I showed him the video of it, he cried. And I'm like, wuss. No, I didn't Yeah, First of all, <laughs> like, yeah, what kind of tears we dealing right, with here? You are gay, I guess. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So he cried. He was like, he goes, Dad, I'm, I'm honored that yeah. you did that. And I'm like, there's, there's nothing. I don't punch down. You yeah. know, it, as a person of color, I don't punch down. I've, I've been through enough crap. I know what's going on. But I also wanted to, I wanted him to understand that um, through all of that, this is how you love someone. And I've had yeah. people come up to me and ask me, is it—is it true about your son? And I had a, a black gentleman come up to me and ask, he goes, did you really handle that? I said, yeah, man. I, <laughs> like, I don't make any throwaway human beings. All my human beings that I've made or participated in, I, they're all, yeah. I need yeah. them all. So, um, of course you know and uh that's the beauty of of being in our position we can change someone's entire chemistry we are alchemists yes
0: you know and beautiful way to put that me. yeah that i love that so I much poetic yeah see because i gave the you the fun. opportunity to have right. a conversation okay. and look that's, right. this is the kind of stuff that comes from having we a conversation are, we're alchemists. We, we are we, we take are.
1: people and they're and they're varnished and um uh natural form and we mold them into something better when they leave us hopefully when they leave us and the the best feeling in the world is um to have someone come up to me after a show and say hey man i was having i I have some stories i'm not going to tell right now but i've had people come up to me and uh they've lost a loved one a wife a husband a child parents uh i had a girl who was losing her hearing and she just wanted to hear comedy mm-hmm. one last time. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a group uh, come up to me when I was in um, a Holly hotel. And a friend of theirs was uh, dying from uh, uh, inoperable brain cancer. And she only had a few weeks. So they, her final days, they were figuring out how to handle yeah. it. And they're like, we need to laugh. So they brought her to the holly. Right. And the, the thing about that where I know... Again, it it's this is what I'm supposed to do, is that um, the gentleman that bought the tickets didn't even know they were having comedy at the Holly Hotel, and they had been having comedy there for 35 years. He's like, I lived here all my life and yeah. didn't know. Yeah. I said, we're all supposed to be here at uh-huh. this point right now together. And um, I didn't get a chance to meet her because she was weak and I had to take her out sure. before the crowd came out. And um, when they told me
0: her story, I just went into the green room and cried. Yeah, well, so, and, and that's that's it. Really brings up something interesting because those are these are the stories that you've heard. Yeah, there's for every story that you've heard, there's dozens of stories that they weren't ready to have the conversation with you. Absolutely. They walked out. Absolutely, because there are people who go into a comedy show with whatever they they bring in their their daily life, mm-hmm. and they just needed just a little bit of an escape that's it and the kind of things that we can provide people just by giving them maybe even just a little chuckle
1: g-sharp that's the reason why whenever i go on stage and i grab a microphone i perform my ass off because i don't do it i don't take anything for granted (laughs) i'm here for a reason yeah and whatever the reason is whether someone comes up afterwards and tells me or not i don't I don't half ass a performance. And I don't like when comedians are like, well, oh, the crowd was you?" It's not yeah. about me. Yeah. I'm a vessel. I'm here to be used to hopefully make someone's day better. And if it is, cool. Uh, if they tell me, dope. But I never go on stage thinking it's about me, not one time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, I, I I know you're so busy this weekend because this this festival is just it's an unbelievable Oof. festival, Thank and you, sir. It, it it doesn't go unnoticed by the comedians that are here. How much effort you, and sir. thought that goes into everything that that happens here. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the festival before yes. I, before I let you go. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yes. Because it's it's, an, it's an unbelievable event and it's garbage from top to bottom. This is crap. The effort is uh it's it's evident even in your face.
1: I've been smiling since I got here. Um, To go through what we've gone through uh, with my uh, my festival partner and doing this stuff, man. Uh, The fights that we've had—I mean, fights. (laughs) People don't know that we're all smiling. Yeah, yeah. look at us taking pictures together, man. We we've gone to war with one another and then gone to war against other people. Yeah, and all of that to make this happen because we both care deeply about. Making sure that we're representing the comedy scene first and foremost, but uh, creating a, an atmosphere where every comedian that comes here, whether you're a part of the festival or you're here to witness the festival, that you walk away from here with with some kind of, uh, with, new, with a new friendship, with a new networking opportunity, just making friends. The coolest thing to me is to hear comics say, I've always wanted to meet you and, and I've heard so much about you, or I've seen you on social media, because a lot of the headliners, we're headliners. We don't yeah. have time to hang yeah. out with each other. Yeah. Um, even last year at the festival, the last day, I went to the back of the the workshop, pulled my hoodie over my head, and pulled my drawstrings. I didn't want anyone to see me crying. <laughs> I was in my feelings, yeah. like Drake in my feelings. Yeah. So, yeah, man, this means a lot. This means a lot. Well, it means a
0: lot. I, I was thinking, in a conversation last night, it feels like a family reunion right. getting all back together especially after last year i felt uh driving up here thinking man it's going to be really hard to capture the magic that we felt last year yeah. because there was something real special here yeah, man. and on my way up here i'm like there's gonna be so much pressure on us to feel like we have to make it as great and already i've been here you know since last night and it's already like we have our man i just love seeing all the, com- the comics that you don't get to see all the time yeah, we're all it feels like a family.
1: Someone told me last year, it's like, oh, you, you this is great. It's the first one. You'll never, have, <laughs> you'll never capture this feeling again. And I looked at them and go, mm, yeah, we're going to wow, damn try. <laughs> okay. I guess. Um, of course you can. Yeah. Of course you can. We had great comics, not only great comics, great people last year. And now part of them are here. We have a bunch of new people involved. Um, and, and that energy, people yeah. know we're coming up there to hang out. We're coming up there to perform. We're coming up there to get paid. Let's be yeah. let's be real about it. And we don't have to cover worry about our hotel rooms. We it's it, it takes so much pressure off of the comedian. Just come up here, enjoy yourself, yeah. and make crowds laugh. Meet new people. I had a comic tell me today she was just up there to hang out last year. Mm-hmm. Met a couple at a show last year. Became friends with them. They picked her up from the airport. We took her out. They went out <laughs> to lunch, the whole nine yards, and they even invited her back up here in the summer when the weather's nice. Yeah. This is what it's about. Yeah, you know. So yeah, man, I'm I'm probably gonna cry again. Yeah, man. I know. I, I, I'm I,
0: emotional. I, <laughs> I'm you cry. you are a, a little bit of a yeah, I am man, <laughs> an old softy. <laughs> <I>, my emotional <laughs> intelligence
1: is I, is way up there. Yeah. Well, um, no,
0: I think you should feel. Uh, emotionally, uh, emotionally, you can tell like you you put a lot of uh, effort and emotion into it, mm-hmm. um, because that's the kind of person you are, and it's evident here. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as as somebody who's been uh, you know, fortunate enough to be part of the first two years, man, I'm so fortunate. It's this is is it's quite an opportunity and it's quite an experience for yeah, everybody I mean, who comes up and does it. I so. appreciate
1: you saying that, bro. It, it's um, it's it's uh, it, it's hard to describe right now because I'm in the middle of it. Yeah, but. A week from now, after a few days have passed, and I'm able to just look back on it, um, I can't, even already, I'm just yeah. like, okay, enjoy it this year. Yeah. I didn't enjoy it much last year because it was Understood. just run, run, yeah. run, 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 run. I'm enjoying it this year, and um, it's so far so good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, obviously, you have, like, Sam Rose shows coming up all over. Okay. Uh, where can Where can people find those shows? Oh, boy. We're
1: we're like sriracha we're hot yeah. and we're good on everything <laughs> um we have a show at uh kudos uh in taylor a monthly show we have a monthly show at the uh, robin theater in lansing and also at urban beat in lansing both beautiful venues yeah. in our own right um we have a new uh venue out in battle creek at squirrel hollow golf course and we've already had one show second shows already sold out for february Third show is halfway sold out for March, and just dropped the April show, and I believe in patterns. Yeah, it, all all of these will sell out. So
0: well, uh, and and the names you're getting for all these shows are just unbelievable. You're you're man. This, this, the the real talent is coming out to to do these shows. It's well, really people amazing.
1: Wanna, people want to work with me, and and I'm a comedian too. I'm a businessman. I want to pay people well. Yeah, and give opportunities to people to to showcase their their goods. You know, um, we have room in Brighton at the, um, it's a wild theater in Brighton. And um, I asked her like, hey, can I make this a comedy club? She was like, sure. Yeah. So twice a month, uh, Sam Rose Comedy Club at a wild theater is happening. And hopefully, we get to the point where we're doing weekly shows. Yeah. But right now, the first three shows we've had there have been off the chain. Yeah. So, um, it's humbling, plus the comedy club up here. Uh, and then we're still working with the Dow Theater, or I'm sorry, the Dow uh, Arena and uh, the Ke- yeah the Kellogg Arena as well uh, in Battle Creek uh, to do shows. So there's a lot going on, man. And I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> this is my personal legend. Yeah. I don't, I've, a lot of these places, I haven't even gone out to seek them. They've heard of yeah. me and kind of had someone tell me today hey, I have this room. You know,
0: so. Well, and I think you, you, I'm sure you feel like I do, that the Michigan comedy scene has been overlooked for too long. Yeah. Because I, I think, you know, when you think about comedy, you mostly think about the coasts. Mm-hmm. And I think Michigan has uh, a place at the table. And I think right. having more opportunities to do shows like this will help, all, you know, the, the, the up and coming talent will have more places to go. Right. And we'll be able to put our mark uh, on the comedy. Well, I think a lot the of that world. Is,
1: is our own undoing you know we we focus a lot of us focus too much on the shows and not enough on the business part of it and how to make a a good show and how to market a good show and where to place a good show you know just because you have a venue that says it's okay to put the show in this bar well if you don't turn off the tvs and you don't help promote the yeah. show and all of that, like, then what like good is who, who is
0: that helping? It's not helping the absolutely. comedians. It's not helping people understand what comedy yeah, is. It's not making comedy fans. You have so. to train people to yeah. to come to these
1: shows. Otherwise, you're poisoning the waters. And then the next time someone comes along that really does want to do something professional in that venue, yeah. they don't want to do it because, oh, we tried comedy oh, yeah. and it didn't work. Well, what did you do? How did you promote it? What part did you play in it? it was so,
0: a, was it a comedy show or was it trivia night? And they just told jokes. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Listen, you can ask any comedian. The the one every comedian here has gone into a venue to do a comedy show, and they their patrons weren't aware that there was
0: a comedy. Absolutely. show. Absolutely, it happens all, so often. We've done it enough.
1: Yeah. So yeah, later for
0: that. Yeah. Uh, where can they find the the Sam Rose uh, shows if they want to look it up? Oh gosh, uh, you can go to our website at SamRoseENT.com dot com. Yeah, and you're
1: on all the social media We're too. on all the social. You're, you're easy to find. Faces, yeah. Instagram. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm trying to figure oh, out yeah. those dances and stuff. <laughs> but um, I, I we don't have a Sam Rose uh, uh TikTok page, but I promote a lot of our shows yeah. on there.
0: All right. Well, uh, I I do want to end every show in the same way because I'm gonna try and. Uh, compile all this together at some point down the line. Um, The show is called I'm Glad You're Here. We're going to end the show by you can say it to me, you can say it into the camera, you can say it however you'd like But I'd like you to say. Because I'm glad you're here, Mike. I'm glad you're here, (laughs) G-Sharp.